Where I live in Southern California, psychic shops are practically as plentiful as coffee shops. They're a part of the landscape. I know people who have regular appointments with their psychic. It's the kind of thing you can drop in casual conversation and no one bats an eye. And I can understand why. People want security. They want to know what the future will hold. And whether through tarot cards or a crystal ball, the fortune teller will hint at how your story will play out. Let me say up front that I don't know how this tale will play out or how it will end. Because in this story, the fortune teller came to me. At the very beginning of this podcast, I never thought in a million years it would turn into what it is now. My name is Faith Pinu, and I'm a reporter at the Los Angeles Times. But back in October 2019, I was working at a small community newspaper in Orange County called The Daily Pilot. And that's where I first got a call from Paulina Stevens. Paulina told me that from the time she was a child, she was told she would be a fortune teller, that she came from a whole family of fortune tellers. And then she mentioned something that made my ears perk up. It was a warning about a psychic shop in Orange County. She told me that this was the psychic shop that she had escaped. I suggested we meet up in person at a local cafe. I'm a little nervous. I'm sorry for like, that's okay. I don't know. I'm like kind of nervous, but I'm okay. Okay. Take your time, whatever. Whatever makes you comfortable. Listen, people call reporters all the time with salacious tips. But when Paulina started talking, I felt like I was drinking from a fire hose. What do you do? You know what I'm saying? What do you do? Paulina said she had an arranged marriage with a distant cousin. And at 12, it's like you're supposed to know who you're getting married to. You know, that's like you're going through puberty. Like I was getting too old. That her parents shielded her from outsiders. Any kind of outsiders was a big like no-no. And then she was pulled out of school entirely at 12 years old. I was actually lucky. Like I got to go to school up to sixth grade. At the time, I was used to writing stories on city council meetings and town art shows. So Paulina's story, it was totally out of my wheelhouse. It seemed too big. Because ultimately, Paulina kept blaming her culture, her culture, her culture. And if you disobey us, then you disobey your culture. Paulina's culture is Romani. I don't think I had ever even heard the word Romani before. And that's because Romani people are often known by another name. You know, a gypsy. You're not going to hear me throwing around the G word on this podcast. Because for many in the community, it's a slur not for outsiders like me to use. But at the time, I had no idea. Because even a pop star like Shakira casually throws around the G word. It's set against this catchy, poppy backdrop, like something you'd instinctively hum along to. If you weren't paying attention, you'd never notice the lyrics are actually overtly offensive. Cause I'm a gypsy. Are you coming with me? I might steal your clothes and wear them. Once I started noticing it, I couldn't stop seeing the G word everywhere. Clothing brands and restaurant menus, surfboards and tea bags. It's become a shorthand for something nomadic, wild, deceitful, romantic, something exotic, a style anyone could put on and wear like a costume. And there are two stereotypes that always come up, that Romani people are fortune tellers and thieves. But the thing was, Paulina and her family were actually fortune tellers. 
And while Paulina told me about her family and their history, she also seemed to be painting herself as those very stereotypes. She seemed to want to shock me, to get me to pay attention. Like, the rule is no stealing, only scamming. (laughs) Because people give you stuff, so it's not considered stealing. Paulina seemed to be telling me, yes, fortune-telling is a scam. I, and I'm a scam artist, you know, born and bred. That's what I'm telling you. I just looked at her like, what? You know, you're sitting here with a reporter. Are you turning yourself in? I didn't know what to think. And honestly, it didn't seem like Paulina did either. Gypsies have a bad rep, um, and they should, I think. I don't know, not all of them. And then, Paulina said, she had decided to leave. Because when I left, I had no education, I had two kids, no driver's license, okay, no car. You know what I'm saying? I had nothing, 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 nothing. The franticness in Paulina's voice suddenly made sense. The unfiltered panic and blurting out extreme claims. It was the sound of someone stepping out of one world and into another questioning everything she's ever learned. And this was certainly part of why Paulina said she had come to me. But it wasn't just to tell her life story. The real reason Paulina reached out to me was she needed help. Paulina has two little girls, and when she left her community, she was at risk of losing them. To fight to keep her daughters, Paulina did the number one thing people in her culture were taught not to do. She turned to the outside world, She took her case to the American legal system, and her custody hearing was coming soon. By leaving her community, going to the courts, and talking to the press, Paulina was opening up her life to a world of scrutiny and doubt. Lots of uh, things are said in the heat of a fight to protect and to not lose your children. It's hard for me to support you if I don't know what the you're doing. Paulina was a diamond. Now she's just a stone. But Paulina and I kept talking, for years. As Paulina and I got to know each other, we peeled back layer after layer together, both of us trying to get to the actual truth beneath the surface, to the place beyond the resentment and the stereotypes. You have to be exclusionist in order to preserve identity. You have to close ranks to prevent infiltration from outside. One time during a session, she did a healing bowl and it put me in a complete trance. I opened my eyes and the whole room was like a white cloud and I could barely see her. What we offer is a spiritual practice and a spiritual, um, dare I say it, business, right? Because it's true of any community, of any identity, that there are stereotypes and there are truths. And while sometimes they can overlap in superficial ways, the whole and deep story is so much richer and more complicated than we could have ever predicted. It's weird, actually, how I went from loving it to absolutely hating it and now missing it. I'm Faith Pinu from the Los Angeles Times. This is Foretold. Listen and follow Foretold at latimes.com slash foretold or wherever you get your podcasts. That's latimes.com slash foretold. <laughs>